We are live. How are we, we doing tonight, everybody? What's it going is... on, folks? What episode are we on? 10? No. 12. 12. 12. Wow. Two more episodes until the finale. Again, up we'll, there. We'll, we'll give them three more. We'll give them three more because I want three to more. Get... All right, we're giving the people what they want. Three more. Three more. He said. Yeah. And we then, did good last week. Like yeah, because I mean, want to get Allison on here one more time, and I want to try to bring someone else on here. Try. I want to try to bring someone else on here, but aside the fact, you know, we got the usual stuff tonight. Uh, of course, family's homecoming well, this weekend. Um, not the usual. We got some special things this week. Homecoming isn't usual. Come on now. Well, we well, I mean, I was gonna also commend Brady's and Rogers' struggles as being the usual, but yes, it is homecoming week, so yes, get excited. Pour one up in the parking lot <laughs> and smoke them if you got them. Because <laughs> it is it is homecoming, it's gonna be a good time. Of winless Arkansas Pine Bluff team comes into brag. And when I say winless, I mean Oh, and four in the swag, they come in. So we'll be live to discuss that tomorrow, as well as, you know, fantasy football starting or sit them tonight. And then, of course, you know, we're going to recap the video that um, uninterrupted drop is dropped as far as FAMU's path through the ineligible players and what took place and everything like that. We're going to discuss that. I know I actually just watched it before I came on here. And it was very good. But, um, Ace, you got anything? Um, I am going to blast Dennis Allen later on in the NFL section, which I'll be posting the link on Twitter for that. So if y'all watching on Twitter, y'all can come in on the comment section and help join. We're going we're gonna to yeah. get him. I am sick of this man. He needs to go. And we need to start a petition to get this guy out of town. I remember. But anyway, um, yeah, it's, it, it's been a good ride for uh, Brady Rogers. Go right off to the sunset. I remember a certain somebody was so full of joy before the season started about Dennis Allen. Well, I was optimistic, even though I didn't want him. They made me have to buy in. It's crazy. And I regret all my, um, I, what's called buyer's remorse. I think mm-hmm. I got some buyer's remorse with him, 100%. And I'd go, go as far as to say he is worse than Nathaniel Hackett, who's going to get fired this week. Because, you know, you know the Jags are good in London. We know because they're going to be a franchise in London by the end of the decade. Stop. But, you know, say that. Don't say we'll that. We'll talk about that a bit later on. But, you know, be a friend, tell a friend, like, share, subscribe. We're running over on the central already. So let's yeah. run this thing and get going. Let's go. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is GP. This is the Bull. This is JC. This is Flash. This is Denny Hendricks. And you are listening to. And you are listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to the Run and Gun All right, all right, all right. How do we do for 
let's talk about some homecoming before we get into the, the most because you know homecomings and most important and then we get into the secondary most importance of course yes yeah. so, you know this is FAMU's homecoming this weekend against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Also, want to acknowledge the fact that FAMU for four years straight is still the number one public HBCU in the country. It is documented. For those of you that say FAMU brought nothing to the SWAC, you can go ahead and acknowledge the fact that the most prestigious academic school in the, in the SWAC is FAMU. So have at it as you may. <clears throat> But yeah, it's homecoming. You know, I'm looking forward to getting to getting up there Friday, getting some chicken wings or some fried fish, and hopefully running into 80 Tiffany Sykes like I did Courtney Gaucher last year. I know I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna probably tell Ace about the whole story, and Ace is gonna probably shake his head and be like, "You were supposed to be professional." Oh, with the chicken? Yeah, I already remember that story. Exactly. Although little does he know, he'd be right there with me doing the same exact thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't say you're wrong with that, sadly. I know. I know I'm not wrong. <laughs> Everybody loves a good time. Also, too, I don't usually acknowledge this stuff, but Friday night, Rick Ross concert, of course. So, yeah, there's that. I will definitely be going to that. Looking forward to that. Can't wait. Uh, what else? Any, any disappointments that uh, college game days go in Jackson State instead of family for homecoming, or your family America is coming? Honestly, I'm not even. I'm not even disappointed. I know a lot of folks got differing opinions and stuff. I mean, I think it's good for the for the swag. And quite honestly, I'm I'm rather surprised that it took college game day basically all this time to come back to an HBC campus. Mind you, the last HBC campus they went to was FAMU in 2008. Before that, 2005, the first HBCU event they ever went to was the Bayou Classic. And it wasn't even in New Orleans at the time. It was in Texas because of Hurricane Katrina. So, like, I'm not even, like I said, I'm not even upset. You know, I'll probably be watching while I'm also watching the homecoming parade, of course. So, I mean, kudos to Jackson State. I can't even be mad. I really can't. Hmm. What um, about this one? Talk about this? How can FAMU still get into the FCS playoffs? I like that, but first things first, I want to hit on I want to hit on a little something before we, before we do step to that. So, I watched the... From the uninterrupted group, they dropped a video. <clears throat> it was like a 12-minute video. And by the way, 12 minutes was not enough. Uh, yes, exactly. 12 minutes was not enough. But they basically hit on, you know, what went in and what happened bit by bit when FAMU found out those ineligible players weren't going to play. Isaiah Land even said himself, you know, he didn't really start to worry until game week that Monday that he probably wasn't going to be able to play. And so – you know, FAMU went into that game against UNC knowing possibly that they were going to have to start some true freshmen, that they weren't going to have a lot of guys available to play. They already knew. And they, were, they weren't going to go play the game. But eventually they settled and said, you know what, we're going to go play the game. This is going to happen. So I found out a couple of things based on, you know, right away the aftermath. Less than a month after the family players called attention to their scouts to their hardships 
as student athletes. Six other FAMU students filed a $1.6 billion class action lawsuit. Hmm, that's set for life if the Warriors take all of it, which is probably what will happen eventually. But and they should probably end up getting all that because, I mean, yeah, FAMU kind of... Yeah. They, they, they effed up. Exactly. Let's be real. That was the one of the biggest f ups in a college university or whatever you want to call it for the decade. Well, I'll be the decades only two two years old, but you know what I mean. Probably the last two decades even. The lawsuit is against the state of Florida and the board of governors of the state university system, as well too. The students allege that the state has mandated a segregated system of higher education and are seeking complete parity with Florida's predominantly white public institutions within the next five years. It's interesting. After family football players spoke out, 17 of the 26 players battling compliance were cleared to play within a week. They de- And also, too, they demanded accountability from the university's leadership, calling for an internal audit and weekly meetings with University President Larry Robinson. Mr. Dr. Dr. Robinson showing up again in the wrong context. Exactly. And then something interesting just happened today as well. So the NCAA has notified Florida a of a clean audit of its Division I Athletic Performance Program, APP. That's the good news. So, so everything's clear now, but... Yes, and luckily now you have an AD in place that need that can get the job done and that will see to it that these issues do not happen again. Now, my and my main takeaway from all of it was, you know, you had a lot of guys like Jose Romo Martinez and company saying a lot of those guys don't get their financial aid money. A lot of those guys had to sleep in the locker room. A lot of those guys weren't eating at night. They went to bed hungry. And they're expected to be these D1 athletes. That Yeah, they're they're going to get some uh, generational money from that action lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. And this is why I constantly always banter home the fact that I know people get tired of saying it, but I really much don't care. This is why I always say, honestly, this is why having a training table is heavily needed. Having a dining hall that's possibly open, you know, maybe 24-7, possibly needed. You go to USF, you go to Florida State, the kids only got to show their ID and then they can eat whatever they want. When they eat good, we <clears throat> pretty darn good. I went into Florida State's dining hall for the athletes, and it was athletes only, and paid twenty bucks just to sit down and have a full course meal, a simple spare twenty dollars. I didn't even know I had on me, and they let me in and eat for free. Or not for free. They let me in and eat, no problem, and get whatever I wanted. That's what needs to happen at FAMU. You need to have an athletes only training table to avoid things like this happening. You need to get these kids their money because you and me both know, being a college kid. This stuff costs just to live. This ain't easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna drop for a second because something is going on outside. I need to check what the hell that is. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll be right here. But yeah, guys, <clears throat> things that have been happening back since the 80s shouldn't be happening now. Willie Sims even said some things that he's he was dealing with 19 years ago should not be happening today. So something has to change. Hopefully change is brought, because honestly, like Isaiah Land said, if the attention wasn't brought because of the video, we probably, a lot of these guys still wouldn't be able to play. And it sucks because 
Now you've got people out there that automatically assume, well, these kids must not be going to class. These kids must not be that intelligent, which is a complete false. And you look like a, you make a complete ass out of yourself when you assume, which a lot of people did, that these kids weren't good athletes or not good athletes, good students. But they were. They were cleared to play. So you need. So those of you that are saying these kids weren't smart or something like that, you need to stop because that's completely wrong and you look dumb. They were complete. They did what they had to do. The system failed them. And the system cannot do that anymore going forward. It has to be better. Hopefully under new ADs, Tiffany Sykes, it is better. Hopefully kids get their financial aid money because honestly, I've heard this multiple times from kids that don't even play sports where they didn't get their financial aid money and they've had to go through multiple rabbit holes. Multiple. It's shameful. All right, now you can bring up the other. You can bring up the other question. <laughs> I'm done talking. I can fam, you still get into the FCS playoffs. Yeah, yeah. This, I put what the hell that is outside. That dog gone crazy. Something happened out there. I don't know what the f- it might be a raccoon. No, like bang. So that's uh, why I want to. Yeah. Who knows? But Probably trash can. The way I look at it, you got four games left in the regular season. You only guaranteed four more. So you got Arkansas Palm Bluff, you got Southern, you got Alabama State, you got Bethune Cutman. You can win all four of those. And if Southern is able to win the SWAC West and clinch and put and get a spot, that makes your case even better. Right now you got UNC sitting on top of the coastal. That that's a good look for you. You got Jackson State, who's number six. Right behind North Dakota State in the FCS playoff, FCS rankings. That looks good for you as well. So, yeah, you got to keep on winning. The, the, well, what's happened the last two weeks can't happen this week. Because, quite honestly, as much as, you know, I guess I could have saved this for last night, but I'll, tomorrow night, but I'll save it. I'll say it now. So, what I was going to say tomorrow night, but I'm going to say it now is this you have a situation where, a lot of people give FAMU a hard time because they say the worst was Albany State or one of the worst games for all it was Albany State. But one of your cleanest games that you play penalty-wise was Albany State. You had three penalties for 10 yards. And you still didn't weren't dominant. You were still kind of figuring yourself out. Exactly. And now you come – you two weeks ago three, you played Bramble. I, I expect them to win three of these games. The Southern one is the toss-up one. It depends on what Southern team shows up. Yes, because remember, Southern got beat by te- – is it the Southern team that got beat by Texas Southern or is it the Southern team that went into Texas and basically kicked Prairie View's ass on and off the field? That's what I mean. It yeah, depends on which it, one you get. It's what, Yeah, I, I completely agree. And by then, I'd assume it's 14 home, win, 14 home game winning streak on the line. The good thing is you got Southern coming to Tallahassee. But we'll see. I think they can win. They could Tallahassee, which is is gonna save them, I think. Yeah. But when when Southern went on the road, they did, you know, whoop yeah. some behinds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'll say that Saturday is gonna tell you a lot about where about how this team may finish the, the season. Mm-hmm. If coming out of the bye week. You got to play your best football from here on out. You got to you got to make statements 
to finish the season out. So that's going to say a whole lot. Were they on bye last week? They were on their second bye week last week, yes. Okay, because I'm like, yeah, like they didn't play last week. And so was Arkansas Pine Bluffs. Well, Pine Bluffs been bad this year. Oh, very bad. Yeah, they fired and exactly. Campbell's gone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I expect them to win that game. I expect them to beat Alabama State, and I expect them to get beat with them. I agree. So, Southern game, like I said, it depends on what team shows up. But, I mean, your losses are – UNC is pretty solid. Yes. Jackson State, we know Jackson State. And then you have Southern – Who's gonna make a case for that West side? So you're like, no. hey, that's not that's not bad of a schedule right there, if you know what I mean. Exactly. It's really not. You played two very good teams. And for the people saying that, you know, we just weren't prepared to play Jackson State, we haven't up to this point now, right now, we haven't shown much haven't improvement. Been, they haven't been ready to play since. Exactly. You haven't shown much improvement. We thoroughly just straight up got our asses kicked. We find me. Anyone watching this, find me the silver lining where we improved. Besides just finding the end zone, where did we improve wholeheartedly from top to bottom from the JSU? A little bit more consistency in quarterback play, yes. If you want to say that much, <laughs> that's like if you're 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 like nitpicking. At, that's the most you could probably say. Exactly. I mean, and. Offensive production, honestly, in my opinion, dropped off after the Alabama A&M game. Okay, something's definitely going on outside. I don't know. I'm not going to pay too much attention to it. If they come in and get you, they just come in and get you. Yeah, man. We'd be good. They just come in and get you. Uh, So, I'll say this. Magic City Classic this weekend, too. uh, Oh, my gosh. No lemon pepper wings. I don't know what you mean by that. Remember Lou Williams? He left the bubble to go to Magic City. Oh, no, that's not that Magic City class. This is I Magic know, City. I know. Oh, my God. I know. That's what I said. No lemon pepper wings. Wrong Magic yeah, City. There might be a tent there with some lemon pepper wings, to be honest. But, yeah, Magic City Classic this weekend. Coach Maynard and company, they may, they may blow this. I don't think that they can win. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Eddie Robinson Jr.'s team is going to come out on top. I, I like Alabama State to win it. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm reading something where it says oh, – I'll talk about it when we get to the NFL section. <sighs> yeah. I mean, SC State, I mean, we're going to talk about them, I guess. I mean, the Miocs just poverty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't I don't want to be rude or anything, but I mean it's pretty poverty. It it has been, but I will say I liked what I was seeing from NC Central. I felt like honestly I had a I had a hunch that you know they could have went into Orangeburg and got the job done, but Buddy Pugh still proves that he's the dean of the MEAC and he owns that conference. So it feels like we may be headed to another Jackson State, South Carolina State celebration bowl. Uh, it looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if South Carolina State just says, you know what? Why not? Let's just wreck some hell again. Be poverty against FAMU and then just come out of nowhere and thromp Jackson State again. 
it would not even surprise me, dude. It really wouldn't. No, it would not. Um, but I think we hit on everything. Oh, all right. So, one more thing before we do switch. If you saw Willie Simmons's coaching coaches show on Facebook Live Monday night, he spoke to the he spoke about the discipline of the team because he did say at the half he was very unhappy with the production that took place in the Grambling game. He even said in the locker room, I don't know who this FAMU team is, but that was not us. We need to come out and we need to play like we're capable of playing. And quite honestly, I agree with him. Because coming and from this moment forward, you cannot have 100-yard games worth of penalties. I know Ace agrees. I know he does. That's why he's shaking his head. Yes. <laughs> Pain all around. Yeah. All right. Which one you want to talk about first? Which poverty part? I mean, look, honestly, I need to talk about this one. You, oh, you was going to talk about this one? Uh, okay, yes. I can talk about this one first. Dude, I am just sh- not shocked. I, 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 like I, I said, I said this yesterday on last give. I said, I told people, I said, Sam Ellinger is going to is better than both Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson after that Thursday night game. I said, he can't possibly be worse than what both those quarterbacks were doing. And Ryan has not looked good this year. You wanted to hold the benefit of doubt last year because he didn't have Ridley for most of it. He didn't have Julio. Okay, maybe he just didn't have receivers. But he got Pittman this year, and you're like, one game he looks decent, the next game he looks like he shouldn't even be in the XFL. So Mm -hmm. You're right. It's... It's just like it's like people were. It's like the skeptics had said his arm is shot. He's he looks like he has to work harder than a lot of the other guys. The Colts they can't win with him. They can't. And it was a waste of money to bring him in. I think they got desperate. Waste of, waste of picks. I think they gave a, a third for him. They got two for Wentz, and they traded one of them for uh, Ryan. Exactly. And the Falcons look like geniuses doing this. The Falcons look like geniuses in a lot of their moves. They do. They, they did. Do. They got rid of Julio. Looks like a genius. Got rid of, got rid of Ryan. Deion Jones ain't all that anymore. I heard he was. Uh, who else he got rid of? Hmm? Oh, yeah, no, he did get traded. Yeah, he got traded uh, two weeks ago to Cleveland. Yeah, it's the Browns. Yeah, they got rid of their big, their core. From that they era, let go, they let go of Devontae Freeman, who realistically, I don't even think he's in football anymore. No, he's not in the NFL. Yeah, see, it's last year was his last year. Yeah, see, it, is Tevin Coleman even in the NFL? Yeah, he, he's he was on the 49ers for a bit until the church was happy. Now he's on the practice squad. Wow, geez, that you look at that whole entire Atlanta. Taylor Gabriel's not even in the NFL anymore. It's insane. You know, like I said, when you really look at that Falcons team from 2016, like you can, you can just see how that that Super Bowl loss just really affected them. It mm-hmm. hit that team so hard that they were good still in 2017, but no, they lost to Nick Foles in 2017. I mean, but they made the plan. That that was the final nail in the coffin. Nick Foles put the final nail in. Exactly. Well, 
No, Jalen Mills put in the final nail in the coffin because he kept Julio out of bounds or incompleted to force incompletion. But yeah, dude, like they they weren't the same after Super Bowl Fifty One. That thing that really really hurt. Northern Blank has been trying to rebuild that thing. It's insane. Well, I mean, they look like the most competent team some weeks in the NFC South, though. They do. I really must say, Arthur Smith's not a good head coach either, but he's the best one in the South. Call me, call it. That is saying something. Call the man does not use his best two um, weapons, but he's somehow good. Look, call it crazy, but man, look. If everybody's not careful, Falcons can win the NFC South. Ashnerius, family let UAPB hang around. Won't like our chances against. Mm. Honestly, at this point, it's like I, I question right now our chances against Southern. Like I said, it depends on which Southern team shows up. Exactly. Either the Southern team that got beat by Texas Southern is going to show up or the Southern team that went in there and physically what Prairie View before and after the game is going to show up. So it, it does depend. But even, even still, you know, struggling against South Carolina State and Grambling, two teams you were obviously better than, you know, it, it's a cause for a little bit of concern. Hopefully coming out of the bye week, we see a better product. And that's what I expect. I expect to go up there this weekend and see a much better product. But yeah, but keep go ahead, Ace. Go ahead. Um, where were we? Oh yeah, we're talking about the NFC style with him not using Drake London or Kyle Pitts, Arthur Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no idea how they beat the 49ers and then just get absolutely shellacked by the Bengals. Like the defense looked good against the 49ers and then oh terrible against the Bengals, albeit AJ Terrell did leave that game. In, also, Jamar Chase did too. Inconsistency, trying to find themselves again, or trying to find an identity, trying to learn how to win games. They're young. Give them time. Mm. Just give them time. They got to keep their core together that they're trying to rebuild. And plus, at some point too, Desmond Ritter is going to have to take over. I I I said that too yesterday. I said. Yeah, you have Ryan throwing less than 15 passes a game. How much worse can Desmond Ritter be? Exactly. So you might as well at some point. You just you got to throw him in there, let him get his feet wet. You have to. And you still got time to do it this season. So I can't, I, I'm hoping that we see him at some point this season because I am curious to see what he can do. All right. I'm going to type one in so you talk while I type this one in. All right, so one I'm going to actually put in here is, are the Giants quietly the sleeper in the NFC East? I would say yes. Be careful, Philadelphia. If you're not careful, the Giants can take this from you because the Giants are quietly becoming one of the best teams, and it speaks volumes to Brian Dable and what um, he's to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something in there. If the Giants beat the Eagles, yeah, uh, and the Saints lose to the Raiders, um, Alvin Kamara is an Eagle. By the end of next week, you think so? Why you say that? I think they blow it up. If they're smart, they blow it up. If they lose to the Raiders, and hold on, hold on, but before you, before you, say, okay, so, so you want the same I, I, I'm like, 
if you get if if somehow you can get Philadelphia to give you back your first round pick, mm-hmm. if you have to give up Kamara and like a later pick, even you got to do it because at this rate, that pick's gonna be top five. Wow. I and I'm like, hey, what Kamara go win, man? He's gonna die on this sorry ass team and this sorry ass coaching staff. I mean, Archie Manning died on that sorry ass team and that sorry ass coaching staff too. Let me stop. That was that was messed up. <laughs> and, and and this man in the middle right here, between both of our heads, he need to go and retire himself too. I ain't holding back on this NFC South. I'm sorry, this NFC South is so talk shit. Honestly, dude. Honestly, I you, you're seeing firsthand, and this is why I always I said it before Todd Bowles even got to Tampa. I said it when he got fired from New York. He's a good coordinator. He's a good defensive coordinator. Excellent, excellent defensive mind. He's not cut out to be an NFL head coach. He's Both not. And Byron left, which Jacksonville dodged a huge bullet. It would have mm-hmm. it would have hurt Trevor Lawrence's growth. It would have hurt that young core's growth in Jacksonville for them to even consider bringing in and hiring Byron Leftwich. It would have hurt. Do you think the enemy is that bad? Not B. I'm saying Byron Leftwich is. No, I'm saying Leftwich was, but remember last during the offseason, we had Leftwich and the enemy in the same conversation of. Honestly, the enemy would have done more, more good, I think. You had the man in an interview for eight hours, and you knew you all along you were going to be nepotism and go hire that crackerhead from Texas. Well, you got to you got to understand this is what happens too. Teams do the Rooney Rule just for the sake of honoring it. They already have their mind up. They already have their mind, mm-hmm. up, which is the sad fact of it. Unless right? Josh Mc, unless they pull Josh McDaniels or Byron Leftwich. A lot of these teams realize, okay, well, we got to do is just interview one or two African-American head coaches just to say we did in order just to get But it. I think they had already satisfied the Rooney Rule before they uh, interviewed the enemy because they had interviewed Aaron Glenn and um, Flores mm. before they ha- interviewed the enemy. So I don't know what the hell they were thinking unless they're like, did they hire Dennis Allen to show Sean Payton was that good so they can get a better haul for him? I yes. don't know what the hell was the logic, they but did. this man is actually garbage. I, I want to keep saying dog shit, but he's actually garbage. I think with the Saints, what it was was I. Th- I think they wanted to keep the and to keep it in house. The culture mm. is bullshit. It is pure bullshit. What was the That's, whole culture? I'm you traded you. Gardner Johnson because you wanted to keep the culture. And look at the damn culture now. You ain't got nobody on defense. Demario can't save that defense. The secondary is in shambles. Your secondary has your whole starting lineup out from injuries. Tyron Matthews there for a goddamn paycheck and nothing much else. Marcus May's on one leg, not doing much else besides that. He just gone wobbling around like a penguin. Cam Jordan is there to save the day. Marcus Davenport is so overweight right now. He's just bulldozing guys and can't even touch a quarterback. But what about Cam Jordan and his 70s soul train afro? Man. And his pedophile. Hercule Jordan cannot save anybody on that defense. What'd you call him? 
Hercule Jordan from Hercule Satan from Dragon Ball. You look at Mr. Satan and you look at Ham Jordan, they're the same person. Oh they're the same person. Oh my Mr. God. Satan from DBZ and the Boo Saga. Oh or no, yeah, hell, even the Cell Saga. Mr. Satan looks exactly like Ham Jordan. He can't even do shit. You terrible. No, I'm being real. The, the team is... The, you're hired to be a defensive coach, right? Both Bulls and Al, Allen. They were hired... They were defensive coordinators, but the lead defenses. And they were hired to be head coaches. What is the worst part on both of them teams right now? You're right. You're right. The defense. That is embarrassing and beyond... Then you say, oh, okay, we hired an offensive coach in the offense's dog shit. <clears throat> What do you want to know? Denver. And the offense is garbage. Well, hell, they're contemplating firing him if he loses this weekend. Why the hell is not Tampa and New Orleans having the same conversation? Because their coaching staff has been just as bad. You're right. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And honestly, I'm telling you this now. I know we're going to sing for hot topics, but I'm going to tell you this now. If you have the Ravens defense or if you have Lamar Jackson – Start them. No, Devin White's gonna take a shot at Lamar. He does it to every good player he plays. If he can catch him, well, true, yeah, but he might, he might just be go too and bored. Do it. Huh? He might be too bored. Ain't, ain't Bucks fans turning on um Devin White right now? Oh, I don't even know what to call that. Honestly, I, I really don't. They've been mad with him. I don't even know for what. I just know they've been mad at him. <laughs> no. It's because of his comment. They asked him, they said, they said, how come you let the Falcons get back in the game? And he said, oh, I guess we were just bored. <laughs> they were bored. The Falcons thoroughly outplayed Tampa in that second half. If Jerome Berger had a pair of eyes, a set of eyes, Atlanta wins that game. I'm telling you, dude, Jerome Berger is a, is a former MEAC official, which goes to show you why he sucks. Yeah, Arizona couldn't even get called for a penalty until like the third or fourth quarter. There you have it. On the two-point conversion, which flipped the game on its head right before the two pick sixes, it was a clear low block outside the box, and they didn't even call it. There you have it. And it was clear and obvious, and they, they said, nah, we're, we're good. We're going to just roll with it, guys. And then Andy Dalton. Let's, start, let's talk about Andy Dalton. I thought we were. I don't, we don't have a ticket for it. Type a banner for Andy Dolan, please. Oh my! I don't know what we could type up. I mean, but uh, this man, come on now. Let's let's be real. Then all right, he plays against Minnesota, right? Offense mm-hmm. looks stagnant. They have a two minute drill coming up before halftime. Tag game. What does he does? He holds onto the ball. Could have thrown it away. He had nobody open. And what does he do? Takes a strip sack fumble trying to make a play from nothing. Like if he's Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Cost them three points. How much did they lose by again? Let me check. Oh, wait. They lost by three points. <gasps> Shocker. Did they? Yeah, they, lose by, they lost by three. And then you go to Cincinnati. You throw a horrible interception to Tariq Woolen. Okay. On an outside route, a comeback. And you're like, what the hell are you thinking? The guy was clearly covered. And then you let Taysom Hill essentially. Taysom Hill is the reason why they beat Seattle. Let's be real. They should not beat Seattle. Seattle's actually a really good team for some crazy reason. I don't know. Pete Carroll's just that guy of a coach. He is. Pete Carroll is that guy. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's him. Timothy for Pete Carroll. But yeah. So he 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 doesn't even beat 
Seattle. Mm-hmm. He goes against Cincinnati. He throws one touchdown, and then Rashid Shaheed and Taysom Hill does their other two touchdowns. Can't score a touchdown for your life in the red zone. And then what happens? Your defense gives up a touchdown to Jamar Chase. You have a two-minute drill coming up to win the game. What does he do? Third and ten on the 40-yard line of Cincinnati. You're almost in field goal range. What does he do? He takes a sack instead of dumping it out into the flats. Trying to be a hero. I thought, wait, I thought these were conversations we have for Jameis, though. Picks and sacks. I thought this was all conversation for Jameis. Wait, wait, who am I talking about again? Remind me, who am I talking about again? I look, can't, I can't remember. Look. And then let's talk about Arizona. Um, if you don't know who threw this ball, I won't say who the quarterback was. Threw the ball into double coverage in the end zone. Who do you think that was the quarterback for that play? Or even better, who threw a two pick sixes in a minute and three seconds? One of them where he had Kamara right open on his right side, and he tried forcing a ball to a lobby behind the defender. Who who was that quarterback? Was it James? Was it James? Tell me, I can't hear. Say it a little louder. I didn't hear you. Oh my gosh, it was the red rifle. And then what does the head coach tell him at halftime? Dude threw two pick sixes in a minute and three seconds. What did the head coach tell him? Calm down. You got this. Get your mind focused. Or, hey, we're going to go with the the backup. It's just not your night. We'll go with the backup, see if he gives us a spark. You think he said that? You think he said that? No, he did not say that. I honestly said, said, hey, man, you're doing great. Keep doing what you're doing. I honestly felt that man threw two pick sixes in a minute and three seconds. Keep doing what you're doing. I also felt that Jameis should have came into that game Thursday night. I, I truly believe Jameis should have played that game in that second half. Hey. Because the reason why you had Andy Dalton for Jameis is, okay, Jameis has the turnovers. Andy Dalton will protect the football. Bullshit. Andy Dalton has the same amount of turnovers as Jameis Winston, if you include fumbles. Facts. Facts. And Jameis, uh, Nick on the Hill reported he had a um, – a ruptured one of his plantar muscles in his foot had ruptured. If I pull up the exact thing, give me a second. Okay, so he's got a he's got a ruptured plantar muscle in his foot. Okay, and that happened against Tampa. Okay. And, yeah, ruptured per- peroneal tendon in his foot. That happened against Tampa. What happened also against Tampa? Three thinks- interceptions and four drives. Yeah, three interceptions and four drives. What happens against Carolina? Three interceptions on balls that sailed. Hmm. Correct. Clearly hurt. Because against Atlanta, he had zero picks. And against and last year with Champagne, he had three interceptions while still throwing it pretty decently. Hmm. Then what does the head coach go and say? Okay, Andy Dolan started fine, whatever. And guess else what he says? Hey, James is fully healthy. It's purely an offensive offense decision. Purely offense based because Andy Dalton was leading the offense better. We just like what he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I'm telling you, fourth quarter in the French, fifth quarter in the French quarter is going to be going to catch a lot of W's there. Hey man, if you, somebody gives you a uh, any pick between rounds one to two for Michael Thomas, you take it. Mm. Kansas City or Green Bay. So the other thing that happens that happens this week too is you have J- Josh Allen and the Bills welcoming Aaron and the Packers to 
Aaron. Not Aaron. Dude, I'm gonna be honest. That's gonna be a bloodbath. It is. Stephon Diggs is gonna toast them. Nice, braced and diced. Him, Gabe Davis, Josh Allen, all of them. And then Von Miller is going to be on Aaron Rodgers' head all night long. It's going to get ugly. Very ugly. Dude, I I don't get it. I don't know what's going on with Green Bay, especially. Matt LaFleur is getting exposed, or is just Aaron Rodgers washed? I think think it's a little bit of both, honestly. I think it's a little bit of both. I think, well, first, I I don't even think LaFleur's calling the plays. I think Rodgers has been calling the plays. If I'm not mistaken, I think he said he's been calling the plays. Dude, he's been checking to certain plays, basically. Yeah, and then you have A.J. Dillon getting, I think, only four touches last week. Aaron Jones had, like, four carries, but he had, uh, like, ten receiving targets and mm. two TDs off of passes. But, I mean, you got Romeo Dobbs, Sammy Watkins, and that's it. I don't know why they haven't traded for Brandon Cooks or a different wide receiver yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless they're like, hey, you know, we're going to hold – I think we can find good guys in the second and second to sixth round, or we'll just give Rogers some more seventh round picks to throw to see what happens. Aaron Rodgers is going to retire just based <laughs> off of just merely being upset with that incompetent franchise, especially after getting two hundred and fifty million. That's just hilarious. Exactly, and he's going to get every penny of it, and he could just retire and sip on his scotch, sit in California and Malibu, and just be chilling. He's like, I don't care. Exactly. I'm, probably I'm down, getting my money. Sorry, Devontae. Probably down one of his pot brownies in the process. Psychedelics. Exactly. Let me let me stop. Let's move on. Oh my gosh. All right. So we've got college football this weekend as well, too. As you already stated, college game is going to be in Jackson, Mississippi, of course. It's getting really interesting. So this is a question, or I, well, it was a question on here. I guess I got rid of it. Uh, is Tennessee in position where they can win the East? Honestly, they are. But do you believe in Tennessee in a rematch against Alabama? Do you? Um, I think Alabama just, and I think Bryce Young's a little bit more healthy, but. Mm-hmm. Their defense has to get some soul searching done so they don't get gassed on like 80 yard bombs every play. Exactly. Yep. I agree. And see, the other thing too is is Alabama still needs to beat Ole Miss, of course, which is well, LSU just stomped them down. True. I expect that to happen. And Alabama has to beat LSU too. No game is easy in the SEC. Going to especially with Jaden Daniels running for five touchdowns, three touchdowns every week. Exactly. And Jaden Daniels is really, in my opinion, a Taysom Hill. Not a Taysom Hill, but I was gonna say like a like a B list Hinden Hooker. I'd have said C list, but he's got better legs. Oh well, C list. That's why I said Taysom Hill. He doesn't throw it much, but he's really good running. Better than Anthony. He is um gap level version of Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson is the Walmart brand. Stop. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Jaden Daniels is like that fancy Nordstrom clothes. I am literally going to quote you now. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my you're going to get you're going to get famous off of that quote uh, on its own. Let me see. Anthony Richardson is the Walmart brand. So he's great value. Okay, great value, great value brand. Wow. Oh my gosh, what was that? What's was Jaden Daniels? Uh, Jaden Daniels is the what did you say? Nordstrom. Nordstrom is the Nordstrom value QB. <laughs> Great value brand QB. Okay. Okay. There we go. Yep. Definitely gonna quote you on that at the end of this episode. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. Some Florida gonna be some Florida fans have fun with you. Oh man, but didn't LSU beat Florida? Yes, they did. Yeah, so they can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm good. Yeah, We're no, good. you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And then plus you had a lot of Kentucky. And, and Anthony Richardson, I'm gonna pull it up now. You got me wanting to pull this up. Give me a second. You had a lot of Kentucky players who had say said Anthony Richardson. Ooh, yes. We got no class tomorrow. Oh, it must be nice. Must yeah, be COVID nice. canceled it. I think the teacher showed up with COVID, so we got to cancel. Look, you can just go to Tallahassee now, dude. You can just just I'll just meet you there Friday. Bro, I got I got two exams to do Saturday. Are they online? Um, yeah, but both proctored. You can just still go to Tallahassee. Just just go ahead. I'll meet you there. Just go ahead. What am I doing again? Oh yeah, I'm pulling up F L S U Florida stats. Give me a second. Okay, yeah, but go ahead. Um, but yes, so I think if Tennessee can get past Georgia, they have a chance to basically win the East, of course. Won't be easy, though, because, again, that game is between the hedges at 3.30. It should have been in primetime television. Six TDs. Anthony Richardson had six total touchdowns against Florida. You mean Jaden Daniels? Oh, yeah. Jaden Daniels, LSU, had six total touchdowns against uh, Florida, while Anthony Richardson had two. He said Walmart Nordstrom. Walmart Nordstrom. He said it. (laughs) Like I said, I have the quote. He said it. But um, good God, oh my goodness. Um, another move. I guess I guess we we're just giving Florida a hard time tonight. You know, does Florida stand any chance in Jacksonville this weekend? Um. Yeah. No. Okay. Saw a thirty-point blowout. Forty. Look, it's it's gonna it's gonna be ugly this weekend. I'm I'm sorry. That I can tell you now firsthand from my experience last year, because Florida Georgia was on the same weekend as homecoming last year. My ride from where I am right now all the way four hours, well three hours and fifty eight minutes to Tallahassee, Florida. I saw nothing but Georgia fans. Gunning it down I-10, getting to Jacksonville. On my way up 75 or 95 to get to I-10, I saw no Florida fans at all. None. I saw no Florida fans at all. I wouldn't have to do the outcome. They did last year. They knew the outcome. They knew. Something told me, too, on that ride going to Tallahassee. I was like, George is about to win the national title. I can feel it. 
I can I felt it last year. It's, it's uh, as crazy as that is to say. I don't even remember what I said for Georgia last year. I can't tell you anything I said last year. I don't know, but we're gonna remember great value in Nordstrom. We're sure gonna remember that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't yeah. think I don't think I think people are gonna see Anthony Richardson and they're gonna think Josh Allen, but I don't think no matter what miracle Matt Water they use for Josh Allen to fix his accuracy issues. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo in his year between year two and three, I don't think none of that magic can save Anthony Richardson. I mean, sure, they got the same build, similar builds, same athleticism abilities, same cannon and arm. Mm-hmm. I don't see how Anthony Richardson fixes that throwing. Yeah, at least Josh Allen was throwing the football in Wyoming and he looked decent. Anthony Richardson looks terrible throwing the football. There you go. There you go. Also, too, the first college football playoff rankings are expected to come out next week. So it's interesting right now. So they basically, last night Um, I was watching it after I got back from where I was at, uh, they had a mock, I guess, of what it might look like. So Who's currently number four? The one I saw was Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan. Michigan? With the first two out. As Clemson and Alabama at five and six. Mm. Um, I would expect that to be, but when it's all said and done, I would not be shocked if it is. It's gonna be crazy to say, but Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Alabama. Wouldn't surprise me either. Would not surprise. This is how it's gonna go, right? So I, I would assume. Let's just say, hypothetical, you have Tennessee beats Georgia, right? Crazy. Yeah. But then they lose to Alabama in the SEC title game. Tennessee's one loss. Alabama's still a one-loss team, too. And Georgia, Georgia one loss. Ohio State beats Michigan. If Ohio State beats Michigan... They'd be one, probably. Tennessee beat two, two. Alabama beat three, Georgia four, or Georgia three, Alabama four. Well, let's see. SEC championship. If Alabama gets revenge and beats Tennessee, Alabama would be two because Ohio State would be. Oh four. yeah, Alabama would be two and Tennessee three and Georgia. And then four. Georgia would be four because technically, yeah. And then Georgia would be the team that sneaks in because I, I guarantee. And then Georgia just trounces and thromps and blows out Ohio State. Poor CJ yeah. Stroud dying on the field. Now the other thing that needs to be brought to the attention too is is this: it could get shaken up, and. Georgia or Tennessee, in that case, could get left out if and only if Clemson runs the table and goes undefeated. That is true, too. But considering what happened with Syracuse and DJ having a, like, a terrible game for the first time all year, got to pump the brakes. I got I had to pump the brakes on Clemson. I mean, they got probably one of the best running backs in college football right now, and Will Shipley. Isn't he a he's, junior by now? He's, he's got to be a junior by now. He's 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 gonna be. Someone's gonna be oozing at him and look at him and say, "Ooh, that's McCaffrey right there," and not because he's white. You sure? You sure it's not? <laughs> you sure? But I will, I think yeah, he's definitely going pro after this season. Um, I feel like Clemson just catches a lot of lucky breaks, honestly, in the ACC because it's not that good. It's been a, it's been interesting, but it's not like it's not as good as it's been in the past. 
And I mean, that was the most competitive Florida State Clemson game I've ever seen in a long time. But I mean, it's it's games like that, and then the game against Wake Forest, and then the game against Syracuse. Those three games worry me for Clemson going forward. I don't think Clemson's better than Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, or Ohio State right now. But I can see if they're undefeated, it's hard to keep them out. Man, no one's watching. Yeah, it'd be all right. They probably are. They probably are watching on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, if you're on Facebook, head on, click the uh, link in the profile picture in the bio and come to YouTube and watch. Oh, that actually helps the channel more if you watch on YouTube than on Facebook. I forgot to say that. Yeah, it's it's okay. Well, we got two people watching on Twitter. So if you are watching on Twitter, be sure to head over to head YouTube over to- well and leave a comment. And for that comment section. Yes, it, get, it gets real fun when you guys sit in the comment section because we can talk about different things. It does. All That's right. Cool. Um, hot topics. Let's talk about some oh, World Series. Jalen Hurts being an Astros fan in Philadelphia. To be fair, to He's be fair. born in Houston, and I actually like it. Exactly. Like he was born in Houston. Like he a Texas kid. He went back to the to the heartland basically to go to college at Oklahoma to be basically to be closer to home plus to play. So like And he beat Texas. Exactly. So like I get I cut him some slack. I don't see I don't see anything wrong with it. Me neither. Like I yeah. just like Philly fans being upset. Now, to be real with you, it wouldn't surprise me if the Astros went out and won this World Series though. By the yeah, way, I'd be annoyed. Game I'd be annoyed. Friday night. So I'll be peeping. I, I want Philly to win, but I won't be surprised if Houston wins. So I'll just be annoyed. I can live with it, honestly. Because just only because like I don't really care for the Phillies. But also I don't too, care for either team. Poor Allison. Allison picked um the Braves and the Mariners and they lost within two days of it. <laughs> Same. We we when we get her back on here, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. And we're just gonna be like, look, Allison, we're praying for you. We're praying for her. And so then the- she said uh the thing with Cam Maker is drop him in fantasy in the next like two days later, he gets put on the training block. <laughs> she was right about that. She said drop him. I mean, I'm expecting him to get traded. I don't know what's taking so long. I'm surprised. I mean, if and I mean if there's a big if. If the Saints beat the Raiders, don't be surprised if Josh Jacobs gets traded to the Rams. I mean, it makes too much sense for that trade to happen where it's Akers in a second going to Vegas for Josh Jacobs. It makes too much sense, and I don't know why this trade hasn't happened yet. Who knows, dude? Who knows? They paid. They they were going to offer two twos, I believe, for McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Hey, they would offer an acres. I, I believe they'd offer at least one, two in acres for Jacobs. If the Raiders fall to two and six. And mm. they throw in the towel because they don't want to pay Jacobs next year. They take that second and they run. All right. Awesome. So. Halloween stuff. No, 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 no. First, we had to have him to start him or sit him. And then Halloween. Oh, let me ask you this one first. Before okay. we do start him to sit him for fantasy purposes. So someone wants to know, 
what would they have to give up for Amon Ross St. Brown and CD Lamb? My top two receivers, plus I have Olave also. Amon Ross St. Brown. And <laughs> That's who? the dude on the line. CD Lamb or CD Lamb. This dude had this dude somehow lucked out at running back. He's got Swift, Pierce, ETN, and Kenneth Walker. But he has a personal oath not to trade anybody he drafted. So I'm like, well, I would get rid if of you Kim. want CD, I want Walker no matter. Or if I if you're trading C, if I'm trading CD or Amon Ra, I want Walker no matter what. I get rid of Kenneth Walker because the Seahawks never. I feel like I feel like the Seahawks have like a like a rotating door at running back. Honestly, like no. Well, need- Walker's been good. Walker's been getting almost 18 carries a game, and he's running off over 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, is it sustainable? I don't know, but the Giants' run defense is suspect. The Pierce, Pierce is good too, and then so he he won't trade Pierce because it's a guy he drafted. So I'm after he wants to trade Moster. I'm like hell no, I don't want Moster. If anything, if I were him, I'd drop Moster. I mean, he's like, oh, Moster's so good. No, Moster's garbage. I don't know how the hell Moster's actually relevant at age 31. I won't touch him with a 10 foot pole. I would have said just drop Moster. <clears throat> Man, if I'm trading, if I'm trading Lamb, I want Walker and a wide receiver. Because I don't feel comfortable just rolling with two wide receivers left. I have mm-hmm. zero face. Michael Thomas actually comes back unless he gets traded. And then I feel a little bit more confident with my wide receiver group. Why you got all these Saints players getting traded? <laughs> <laughs> I want them to win. And this team is so dog shit. The dead cap would be gigantic with Michael Thomas getting traded, though. He'd be like 28 million dead cap. But hey, if you got a first round pick for him, somebody overpays. Wow. I take it. Just saying, I'd help him pack his bags to go Kansas City and catch balls with Patrick Mahomes. Don't do that. Mm. Wow. That All would right. help you and your fantasy team. Probably would, honestly. All right. Yeah, so, I got Terry McLaurin off of waivers. I don't know who the hell dropped Terry McLaurin. I don't I know Cream Hunt because I know Cream Hunt's getting traded. But um, as far as fantasy football starting, we're sitting for quarterbacks. We got to start. Hey, before we do that, actually, one more thing. I don't want to cut you off. Right. Hey, I said ETN to the moon last week. What happened? James Robinson traded ETN to the moon. I wish I could have jumped on that. All right, let's do start and sit him. I'm ready. All right, so you got Tua Tungavailoa against the Lions. Stardom, Kirk Cousins against the Cardinals. You're not start. even asking me. Daniel Jones against the Seahawks. They say start him. Derek Man, Carr. ask me the question. It's, oh, this, is actually, people. this is actually an interesting one that I think would really concern I, I me. I give good fantasy advice for everybody beside myself. Derek Carr so, starting against the Saints. Would you start that? Yeah. I have zero faith in the Saints secondary. Awante's been good, but everybody else in that secondary is dog shit. Mm-hmm. Said it like four times already today. That is the only good player. Awante Taylor is the fourth best corner in that draft i give i say that because tariq woolen is number two sauce is number one and stingley's number three the next interesting sauce uh sauce woolen stingley taylor sit tom brady and aaron Rodgers against the ravens and the bill man drop them both be dead serious i'd say drop them both 
I take Trevor Lawrence over Aaron Rodgers or uh, Tom Brady right now. One of you're saying that too. They say they say sit Trevor Lawrence against the. Well, Broncos. this week against the Broncos, Broncos defense is good, but hey, Giants defense against the pass has been good too, and he did decent against them. Got a solid 18 points from him in my bye week of Josh Allen. Hmm. So, if I had a choice between. Lawrence, Rodgers, or Brady, I'd take Lawrence. If I had a choice between Brady, Rodgers, or Zach Wilson, though, I'd take both of the old heads. If I had a choice between Justin Fields, Tom Brady, or Aaron Rodgers, I'd go between Brady, Fields, and Rodgers. Fair enough. Because Baltimore secondary is garbage, too. So, Well, they've been better as of late. At running back, we got start Christian McCaffrey against the Rams. Start yeah. Pollard against the Bears. Yeah, Zeke's out. Start, it's funny, we actually gave this guy a hard time just a few seconds ago. Start Raheem Mozart against the Lions. Yeah, Lions' run defense is garbage. After the week he had last week, start Dante Foreman against the Falcons. Man, I wouldn't touch any Panthers running back, but... If you got to do it, you got to do it. All right, now, I think this one goes goes hand-in-hand because Khalil Herbert's starting to make some noise. Sit David Montgomery against the yep. Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. Khalil Herbert is making well, noise. Well, David Montgomery is better than a couple running back options. I mean, it depends on what your running back situation is looking like. But, I mean, like, if you had the choice between, let's say – Montgomery, Rashad White, AJ Dillon, or hell, um, God, I'm drawing a blank on the guy I'm thinking of. Even Najee, I'd take David Montgomery over them. Because hmm. Pittsburgh's got the Eagles. The Eagles' run defense has been solid. I'd right. take Montgomery against the Cowboys. Because just- Miles Sanders was getting good yards on the Cowboys. Facts. Sit A.J. Dillon against the Bills. Yeah, A.J. Dillon's, I think, dropped territory, except he's a handcuff for Aaron Jones. Sit Melvin Gordon against the Jags. Sit Daryl Henderson against the 49ers. I don't trust Daryl Henderson because he's going to have one week of value before the Rams trade for a running back, and I believe they will trade for a running back, which is why I didn't pick him up this week. Mm -hmm. Is because I believe they will trade for a running back. They won't go with him. Only because if you watch what they did the week before the bye against Carolina, they gave Malcolm Brown seven carries. Ain't nobody in their right mind gives Malcolm Brown seven carries unless they have zero faith in the starter. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers for this week. And then we can move on to our Halloween stuff. Uh, Gabe Davis, start him against the Packers. Absolutely. Oh, my God. He's going to catch at least one bomb for a touchdown, I have a feeling. Devontae Smith, start him against the Steelers secondary. Um, I had pumped the brakes on him. Steelers secondary has been decent as of late. Mm-hmm. Because they gave Tyreek some trouble. Anyway, Tyreek was running wild. Waddle was not running wild. Uh, who did they play the week before? I'm drawing a blank. The Tampa. Oh. No, they played the Tampa the week before. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin wasn't running all over him. 
something clicked in Pittsburgh out, out for some reason after Witherspoon got hurt, and they've been better. Uh, Pierre, um, I'm forgetting who the other guy is on the other side, so don't kill me here. Um, sheesh. I'm drawing a complete blank on who the other guy is, but they've been better as of late. So, I mean, he's not like a bona fide start. I mean, he's probably going to get you 15 when I say this. So. It all depends on what you got. I mean, you saw it flex pad. I wouldn't start him at wide receiver, too, if I have to. Mm-hmm. The other one we got here, which is interesting, because they told they said this, they said to sit the QB, but start the wide receiver. Start Chris Godwin against the Ravens. Yeah, the slot's gettable. And then we've also got here Brandon Cooks. Start him against the Titans. <sighs> Brandon Cooks might be on a different team before this week's over. I can see that too. They say start Rashad Bateman against the Bucks defense. Start or no? My bad. No, Rashad Bateman and that is Rashad Bateman even playing? This is sit him. Sit Cortland Sutton against the Jaguars defense. Sit Rashad Bateman against the Bucks defense. And sit Romeo Dobbs against Ooh, the Ooh, has got 21 already on the Cavs. He's <laughs> got 21 points plus in five his first five games. Impressive. Power for rookie of the year, Justin Fields to the Saints. Those are my two agendas I'm pushing for the rest of the year. And then the final one is start is sit Michael Gallup against the Bears defense. The Cowboys offense is so annoying. If you know what I mean. CD Lamb is clearly the best receiver on that team, and for some reason Dak Prescott hates him. <sighs> Dak Prescott gave him six targets. Six. Like Dak- hell. I mean, I mean Dalton Schultz on the one leg got like five or six, if I'm not mistaken. Noah Brown got the same amount, same amount of targets as CD. Mm-hmm. Like I am so fed up with the Cowboys; it's unbelievable with Dak Prescott and CD Lamb. I always like Cooper Rush; he was terrible, and he missed CD on a couple throws. But at least he was throwing him the ball. I agree. And three straight games of ten points for CD Lamb has not been good, and he has yet to get over twenty-four points, fantasy-wise. I agree. Now, that brings us now to the interesting part. I wish I had some Halloween music to put with this. What's your favorite Halloween film? Uh, Charlie Brown and the Pumpkin Patch. Or what, what's his oh, name? You, oh, you come on. I was... You know what? I could see you sitting down watching a peanut special. Just a two-hour-long peanut special. I could see you just sitting there with your dog just doing that. even know what to say i don't even know what to say i could i could just see you just sitting no, wait, what's see- what's the one called it's like the ghost i forgot what's called god i feel like do you, watch, do, you, do you watch the charlie brown christmas specials too i have the cd for it i just make it a thing where i watch it every year I, of course of course for me i'm gonna say the halloween franchise i like although some people kind of rag on it a little bit friday the 13th it's also yeah, it's the Great Pumpkin. Oh, actually, Halloween is on right now. Oh, the new one is actually on right now. Yeah, Halloween franchise, Friday the 13th, another another good one. Especially watch the older ones, pretty good. 
So those are my two horror films that I enjoy the most. Ghostbusters. That wasn't even a horror film. I don't do horror films. Oh, my goodness. Everyone's entitled to at least one good scare. Yeah. I make that in life. I don't need that in real, uh, in movies. All right. Since I feel like the season, I feel like our season four might be over by Thanksgiving. Let me ask you this: What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Since we know you love food so much. Hmm. That's a good question. There's so I'm many just, options. Just go ahead and guess Popeye's turkey. No, nah, I don't do the Popeye's turkey. I smoke my turkey. You can smoke a Popeye's turkey. I've done it. Give me yeah. an idea. Yeah, if you yeah. can find a turkey, that is. Just some bird food knock out like half the turkey population. Get some old Rest in peace, turkeys. Rest in peace. Get some old band, some Zatarain's juice, some Zatarain's crab blow juice. Dude, it actually sucks. Now, nah, there's a Cajun one. There's a Cajun mix they sell. It's like, oh, God, I'm forgetting the name of it. It's one they sell in Publix. It's a Cajun mix, like with an injector, and you push it in and you inject it into the turkey. I've had that too. I've done that to my Popeye's turkey. It's Cajun too. butter. I'm forgetting what the brand is called. Yeah, I make my own stuff, man. Well, is that plus a different, um, different wine and some different seasonings you throw in there? That's a little bit of Trini stuff, and you good. Wow, interesting. Oh, but folks, that's going to do it for us and wrap this episode up. Hope you've enjoyed Wasn't this. said something we're going to talk about in Hot Topics, but we said we weren't going to do, and I forgot what it was. The other thing, too, is be mindful. Family versus University of Arkansas Pumble pregame breakdown tomorrow night at 8 p.m. because I do need a travel day. So make sure you tune in tomorrow night at 8 p.m. I will stuff my face with my with my food and my tacos and be ready for you Beforehand. Guys. You'll stuff your face beforehand. Yes, I will stuff my face beforehand, and then I'll come on here. We'll talk about FAMU and Arkansas Pine Bluff. I will not be live after the homecoming game, of course, so enjoy your homecoming. Do Be responsible. Remember, what happens on homecoming stays on homecoming. Do not bring that drama. And hopefully we don't have a giant brawl between um, the teams like there was last year. I, dude, it wouldn't even surprise me if we even got one. That wouldn't surprise me either. It wouldn't, but I don't think there's enough bad blood between these two teams to where that's gonna happen. Nah. So I mean, I think I think it'll be okay. Man, chat was dead today. No drunk, drunk carried the chat the last couple of days. Uh, and he probably didn't show up drunk. He's probably so yeah, sadly no drunk today. But I mean, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for tonight's episode of the Last Year Podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Um, if you were on Twitter or Facebook, hit up the YouTube page and watch it back and put in the comments if you have any suggestions or questions for next week's episode. Of uh, be a friend, tell a friend. If you enjoy the show, tell your, your friends so they can tell their friend. Let's spread the news, spread the word, grow the channel. We can do even better. Um, but yeah. Anything else, JPs, before we close it out? Nope. Y'all stay safe, stay blessed, have a good night. It's time for me to go get my tacos.